Hey, friends. Welcome to the Field Guide to Particle Physics. This is your informal guide to the subatomic ecosystem that we're all immersed in. Today, we're talking about the eta and eta prime mesons. The eta and eta prime particles are a pair of electrically neutral particles that were, for a moment anyway, the center of a fierce debate amongst physicists. That debate ended as quantum chromodynamics, or QCD, the mathematical theory which describes how quarks and gluons interact, was enshrined into the standard model of particle physics. Those mathematical details involved in describing eta and eta prime are almost as fierce as the debate over how they worked, and those details are the things we'll describe today. With the strange quark, there are now three kinds of quarks that can combine into all sorts of particles, up, down, and strange. Of course, they each have antiparticle partners, like anti-up, anti-down, and anti-strange, with opposite electric charge. Mesons are particles that mix quarks and antiquarks. The neutral pion is a pretty clean mixture of direct quark-antiquark pairs, up-anti-up with down-anti-down. Nature can also make nice, clean, symmetric combinations of all three quarks, anti-up with up, anti-down with down, and anti-strange with strange. Actually, it can make two kinds of them because, you know, strangeness. Those two combinations are known as eta and eta prime mesons, respectively. Like the pi zero, both eta and eta prime have zero electric charge. But these strange mesons are heavy. Eta itself weighs in at 547 MeV, a good four times the mass of that neutral pion. Eta prime's mass is an outrageous 957 MeV, heavier than both the proton and the neutron. The reason these eta mesons are so heavy is related to the fact that the neutral pions decay so quickly. You might remember that the neutral pions decay much faster than the charged pions. In some sense, the charged pions are protected from decaying by the conservation of charge. But, more precisely, the pi zero decays occur because of the chiral anomaly. Quantum mechanics gives rise to a host of all the quarks kind of appearing all at once, which eventually vaporizes into a pair of photons. Like the pions, the eta and eta prime mesons are electrically neutral. They have no electric charge to conserve and they also decay through that same quantum mess at a much more reasonable 10 to the minus 19 or 10 to the minus 21 seconds, respectively. The lighter eta meson typically decays just like the neutral pion, that is, into a pair of photons. But sometimes it will decay into a triplet of pions, either all three pi zeros or one of each pi plus, pi minus, and pi zero. The heavier eta prime meson typically decays into the eta meson itself, and a pair of pions, either oppositely charged or both neutral. Not infrequently, the eta prime will decay instead to a photon plus an unstable neutral rho meson, which is kind of like the neutral pion, except its constituent quark-antiquark pairs are orbiting each other. The same mess of quantum fluctuations that causes all of these neutral mesons to decay so quickly has one more interesting effect on the eta and eta prime mesons. 
that explains their heavy masses. Those clouds of quantum particles, all those quarks appearing all at once, collectively acts to impede the physical motions of the eta and eta prime mesons through space. Physicists have a word for this phenomena. It's called a mass. Different particles experience this mass in different ways, which explains their different masses. The pions barely notice. The eta meson feels it quite a bit, but the eta prime meson feels it the most, which explains why it's the heaviest of the bunch. The debate amongst particle physicists amounted to how precisely these masses came about, and how the chiral anomaly was involved. We now understand that the quantum mess of quarks which causes the pi zero and eta to decay to a pair of photons, and which gives the eta prime its enormous mass, are related to instantons, which are like the kinks, wrinkles, and textures in that quantum subnuclear goo that we've been talking about. You know, that amorphous stuff that surrounds the quarks and antiquarks inside of the particles themselves. This has been an installment of the Field Guide to Particle Physics, a copyrighted production of the Poseidon Institute. Thank you so much for listening. For a full, free, online copy of the Field Guide, please visit our website at poseidon.org or follow us on Instagram. We've got a lot of other resources for you there. At the Poseidon Institute, we're on a mission to build and share physics knowledge without barriers. Come learn with us. 